Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, Titans football is back. The Titans may have lost to the Baltimore Ravens, but more important than the score was the performance of rookie quarterback Malik Willis, who had a phenomenal night. It was not without some ups and downs as well. We'll dive into all of that. And then our first Titan up and Titan down of the year when we go over all the good and bad performances I saw out there on the field. And then finally, cuts are coming. Cuts are coming. Who are the most likely players on the roster to be cut when the Titans go from 90 down to 85? All of that and much more as we recap the first preseason game of the year for the Tennessee Titans on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go, Titans fans. Football is back. I know the Titans didn't win the game as they lose to Baltimore 23-10, to but you can't tell me you didn't have a great time watching our boys play ball. I'm excited to dive into everything from the preseason game. We got to talk about the performance of Titans rookie quarterback Malik Willis. Before I dive into it, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen Every day, if this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform that you do stream. I'm going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content for free on all platforms all year long. Your team every day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. So make sure you subscribe. Check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Smash the notification bell. We got 80 people watching live right now. Throw a thumbs up. On the video, it's free after all, and it goes a long way to help support the channel. You can follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Follow the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But let's dive right in, baby. Malik Willis, Music City Malik, showing us all of the flashes that we knew were there. Let's just go play by play here. First, a seven play, 72 yard drive to put the Titans on the board capitalized and punctuated by a Malik Willis scramble touchdown. He rolls out to the right and shotgun, nothing there, quickly spins it back around left, makes a few guys miss as he powers his way through the goal line for a touchdown. That is exactly what you hope to get from a guy like Malik Willis when you draft him. Then he comes back, drops back. Oh, you want to see the arm too? I showed you the legs, bombs it. To Racy McMath for a 48-yard completion and great play by Racy, exactly as advertised for Racy McMath as well. But Malik Willis throws that bomb, and all I can think in my head and in the chat, let me know if you get the reference. And he can pass. That's right. Malik Willis is going to run the way he ran on the touchdown run, and he's going to have the ability to bomb the ball deep with that arm strength. So great throw to Racy McMath on the deep corner route. Excellent play. Then. You get the little tight end flat route. It's second and medium. 
Malik Willis, pressure on him. That arm angle, literally, like, like a baseball player. The arm angle, throwing it, almost sidearm entirely, almost like a submarine pitcher, throwing the ball out to Tommy Hudson in the flat on second and intermediate, picks up the first down. Arm angle, something that we saw from Malik throughout college. Not only that, he follows it up with a sick avoid sack. He's got a guy grabbing the back of his jersey. He gets through, comes around, ends up gaining a couple of yards on a long run. Then when the time is running down at the end of the half, he throws the corner out to Mason Kinsey and gets about 20 yards. That's a real quality NFL throw. Then at the very end, for some reason, Mike, what are we doing here? Malik Willis comes in for one play in the second half and runs for like 20 yards, a great gain, and then they take him out all of a sudden after one play of the drive and put in Woodside. We've seen enough. I don't know. But let's just go back to this. What were my expectations? You guys watched the game preview. You guys listened to the game preview. What were my expectations for Malik? I had four things. I want 100 yards passing, 107. I want 20 yards rushing. And if we just look at the first half, Malik had 21 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. And then he ended up with like 40-plus rushing yards after that second run. I wanted 10 points on drives led by Malik Willis. He had two three-and-outs and a fumble to start and still put the 10 points up on the board. Not only that, but the biggest thing was the operation. No fumbled snaps. No pre-snap penalties. No false starts. No illegal motions. Formation intact. No confusion on the plays being run. Malik Willis looked like he belonged. And I was told, I was told by some of you guys that the reason that Malik Willis can't be the backup quarterback this year is because he doesn't know the playbook as well as Logan Woodside. He doesn't run the operational side of things. Who cares? I saw Logan Woodside's offense take a couple of pre-snap penalties. I saw Logan Woodside's offense have more turnovers. Now, Logan Woodside, in fairness, was playing with lesser players on the Titans' depth chart. But we're talking about the operational stuff. So, Malik showed all those flash plays. Arm angle, arm strength, mobility, playmaking, pocket avoidance. We saw all of it. We saw all of it. And he hit all four of my expectations in the first half. Now, I keep it real with you guys. I keep it a buck. At all times. I'm never going to be two-tone Tyler where I got the glasses on and only give you only give you the good stuff. There were some downs. There were some downs. He almost threw a pick six on the first play or on the first drive on third down. Didn't slide on his first run of a gain of like five or six yards. Just slide. Didn't throw the ball out of bounds and took a sack at the end of the first half. And on the sack that he took on second and eight, Traylon Burks probably was open over the middle. But Malik didn't have a lot of time, especially with that first version of the offensive line. And I want to point out something real quick that Martin Lee says in the chat here. Uh, The old dude on the Ravens broadcast didn't even know any players' names and would repeat himself so much about players that I started counting how much he did it. Not only that, but God, they were homers. The sack by the sack strip at the end of the game by David and Ninny, the broadcaster said that that was a forward pass. What are you talking about? No, it wasn't. Uh, what? That was a clean strip. The ball was out of his hand before his hand started going forward. 
So I, I'm with you, Martin. We can all just take a moment and kind of laugh at the the homerism from uh, Jerry Sandusky uh, in the broadcast booth for the Ravens. That was pretty ridiculous, personally. But overall, again, the Titans lose 23-10. to 10. The Ravens are just a preseason dynasty. They've won 21 preseason games in a row. Whatever. I would have loved to beat Baltimore. I'm not going to shy away from that. But at the end of the day, they have a really deep team, a really well-coached team, really good in the trenches, which is going to go a long way for you in the preseason as well. So, And their one receiver, number 85. I can't believe I forgot his name. I thought I read, wrote it down in my notes. But he had a great game out there, so give him credit there. But that's all about Malik, the ups and downs. But, God, what incredible flashes. We saw it's time to go into tighten up. Tighten down where we look at some other good performances and then, of course, some bad performances as well. And it was not a great game overall for the Tennessee Titans. So we're going to get into that. Before we do, do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. They got info on everything from the MLB to NFL to NBA to NHL to combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be a top online resource for all your sports wagering information. They have live in-game betting. They have score updates, everything to have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we're going to continue breaking down the Tennessee Titans' first preseason game of the year against the Baltimore Ravens. We just talked about Music City Malik and his excellent debut for the Titans. Now I want to get into some more performances. And this is a segment I've been doing for a few years called Tighten Up and Tighten Down. Tighten Up, obviously, the good performances. Tighten Down, the less than good performances. Put your Tighten Ups and Tighten Downs in the chat if you're listening to the podcast. Tag me on Twitter. Let me know who you guys thought were a tighten up and a tighten down. I like to start with the tighten ups after a performance like that where everybody is so hyped. Number one, obviously Malik Willis, but we just talked all about his performance. So I want to get into some other guys in the tighten ups. Before I do, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Free daily Tennessee Titans podcast content all year round. I mean, what more do you want? So subscribe today. Stay locked in with me throughout the entire season. But number one, and I saw somebody put it in the chat, Daniel Reed, you're dang right. My first tighten up of the night that I want to get to is Racy McMath. Not only did Racy McMath check the box he needed to, what has everybody said about Racy McMath all throughout training camp, guys? He is a deep threat that is emerging in camp. Deep threat with his size and speed. Well, what did he do tonight? Caught a 50-yard pass from Malik Willis. Check. Racy McMath. That was real. Not only that, but out of nowhere, Racy McMath is returning kicks. He had a 34-yard kickoff return. He is a monster. Six foot three, 215, 220, 4'3 speed. I mean, I got a, I got a tighten down for me. Earlier in the offseason, I said Racy McMath was simply a special teams player. That's all he was going to be. And I'm wrong. I was wrong about Racy McMath. That's a tighten down for me. He has proven that he has receiving chops in a way that can help this team. You add in the value on special teams, like I've been saying for a week, 
Racy McMath is a lock to make the roster. Write it in Sharpie. Boom. Done. Next, Nicholas Petit Ferrer. I was not impressed with the first string offensive line, which was NPF at left tackle, Jamarco Jones at left guard, Aaron Brewer at center, Corey Levin at right guard, and then Dylan Radins at right tackle. Not impressed with that group, and I thought Malik Willis didn't have a fair chance to throw the ball down the field. He had to escape the pocket because it was collapsing so quickly. But once the second string or the second version of the offensive line came in, obviously they're going against the second version of the defensive line as well. So we have to be honest there. But NPF at right tackle played really good football. There was the big run on the outside zone to Julius Chestnut. And NPF blocked two different guys. He took his edge and set a firm edge on his outside linebacker. And then he washed away a defensive back with the block as well. I mean, that was impressive from MPF. I thought he was better with that second group at right tackle than he was at left tackle, but a tighten up for Nicholas Petit-Ferrer. Brett Kern, I saw somebody put it in the chat just now. Uh, Justin Farr, Tyler's the next Mike Keith. Man, I'm telling you, I think I could do it. Mike's got a lot of career ahead of him, but when I'm in my 40s, I think I could do it. I really do. So thanks, Justin Parr. I appreciate it. I, I think I could do that job. Um, but Mike is the GOAT, so all respect there. But Brett Kern still has it. He kicked a 58-yard punt, so good arm, uh, good leg strength. He was pinning them. He pinned them inside the 20 once. Brett Kern looked pretty good out there. He really did. Also, I want to say Kyle Phillips. While he didn't really have an impact on the game as a wide receiver, again, the first string offensive line in this game didn't really give the passing offense, didn't really give the offense a chance, period, if we're honest. Uh, so... Kyle Phillips as a punt returner is what I want to hit on. He had one good return, one he kind of got stumped, but I, I thought he looked good and he flashed what you want from him on that first return of the night. Another guy on defense, Ola Adani, got banged up a little bit, but got back out there. I thought he was putting pressure on the quarterback throughout the night. He had one really good pressure on the quarterback that turned into an incompletion. So I thought Ola Adani looked pretty good out there, and he's going to be a critical guy as the Titans' fourth pass rusher behind the starters and then Rashad Weaver. Speaking of Rashad Weaver, thought he had a good night. Thought he was making impacts in the backfield. He was getting pressure. All of that. Good night from Rashad Weaver. Caleb Farley, I thought, was pretty solid. He gave up two catches. Daniel Reed, man, we're in lockstep on this one. Caleb Farley is my next one. Although Caleb Farley gave up two catches, one of them I wasn't real happy about, but it was a tough one on the sideline. The second catch that he gave up, he instantly came up, wrapped up, and made a tackle, and it was only about a five-yard gain. So uh, Farley got a couple extra series than Christian Fulton, but... In comparison to the other cornerbacks, especially Chris Jackson, I thought Farley had a pretty good night. He needs reps, guys. He's a converted wide receiver. I saw somebody tweet out, I think it was uh, Mike Herndon, he tweeted out that Caleb Farley's only played like 29 games as a cornerback. I mean, he needs the reps. I thought he did pretty solid tonight, even though against lower competition. I thought some of the interior defensive linemen, Naquan Jones, Kevin Strong, Deshaun Hand, Deshaun Hand, had a very good day. So uh, I thought some of those interior defensive linemen in the first early wave did a pretty good job. Uh, we'll talk about who let down in run defense in a second. I also thought Shakur Brown. Shakur Brown did a pretty good job playing physical, good defense, almost had an interception. I thought Shakur Brown, who's been getting some positive uh, reports lately in camp, thought he did a good job. Some other guys I want to go through quickly. I thought Theo Jackson was physical and made some tackles that uh, – Theo Jackson made some tackles after some other guys missed tackles. And I thought they were very important. Uh, I thought Godwin, Terry Godwin, was actually pretty good out there. 
He should survive to the next round of cuts. Ryan Stonehouse, the undrafted free agent kicker, had a punt of 58, had a punt of 60 that pinned the Ravens within their 20. I don't know if you can cut Kern, but man, Stonehouse looks good. The Titans aren't going to be able to keep him on the practice squad if they get cut. It would have been a sick interception if uh, if Shakur would have been able to get it. He was real close. Also, want to point out this, David Anini, all right? The undrafted free agent out of Houston. I've been talking about him. I think he's a practice squad guy ultimately because he's so raw when it comes to run defense. Not good at run defense. Doesn't have a lot of mass on him. But he had uh, a sack and then he had a strip sack. So I thought David Anini flashed the the burst, the bend, the length off the edge that gives him the ability to maybe make the NFL and be a serious guy long-term. Love what I saw from David Anini. Also just want to say this. Tighten up the football, baby. I mean, just take a step. We're all in the weeds. Who played good? Who played bad? What does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, football is back. God, it felt good to watch a football game. I have I've told people my whole life, I didn't go to church on Sundays. I went to the football field. My father was the president of the Pee Wee football organization where I was from. I played football for 10 years. I spent sun up to sun down at the football field every single Sunday for most of my life. I missed it, man. I missed it so much. Man, it's the best sport in the world. And I also want to say, tighten up to Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, you got to get on Twitter and follow me at Tic Tac Titans just for the film stuff that I do throughout the week during the regular season and the interactions during the game. Interacting with you guys on Twitter and the community aspect of the Titans fan base. I mean, it's, it's unmatched. Yeah, I'm doing the show. I love doing the show and I'm blessed to do the show. But at the end of the day, I'm just a fan like you guys and yucking it up with you guys about ball. It's the best. But Titan down, it's time for some Titan down. Logan Woodside is a bum. And I don't mind saying that because I don't think he's a very good guy either. And I got sources that can confirm. Multiple sources. They confirm he's not a very good dude either. Logan Woodside threw two interceptions on two terrible throws. His offense scored zero points. Yes, he played with lower tier players on the depth chart. But he went against lower-tier players on the depth chart. He does not have the arm strength to be in the NFL. He wasn't a very good quarterback in the AAF. He has done nothing in his entire career to prove that he's worthy of an NFL roster spot. I don't care that I took some temporary losses. Yeah, I had to pay Justin Milo $100 because Woodside made the roster last year. He beat out Trevor Simeon. He beat out Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley has won games as a starter in the NFL. Trevor Simeon almost beat the Titans as a starter last year with a broken down Saints team. You cannot tell me that Trevor Simeon, Matt Barkley, or Malik Willis are not better than Logan Woodside. I don't know if it's blackmail. I don't know if he's someone's illegitimate son. I don't know... As my boy Will Lomas pointed out, maybe the Titans are just scared that Malik will get beat up too bad if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt. I don't know what the reason is, but somehow Logan Woodside has been able to survive on this roster for years, and everyone, even the people who defended him, are starting to realize this dude ain't got it. 
He's not an NFL player. And he's not that great of a guy either. So I have zero reasons to root for this man. And I want him off my team. He can't help on the field. And he's not a guy I want to root for. What are you providing here? Malik Willis could give the Titans a better chance to win the game without a playbook. Just go out there and draw plays in the grass. And it would give you a better chance than broken down arm Logan Woodside. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care if it sounds personal because I know that he's just not that good of a dude. Yeah, he's not evil or anything. He's kind of a jerk. Kind of a, you know, fill in the blank. Multiple sources confirm. People I trust. So, I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I'm never going to admit defeat on Logan Woodside. I am right. He's not good. He has not deserved the opportunities he's gotten on the Titans. He does not have the talent to justify it. I don't care how well he knows the playbook. I don't care how good he is as a scout team quarterback. I don't care. I don't care. Continuing. I thought Julius Chestnut was okay, but that fumble, man, you, you just you just can't fumble as the lowest guy on the totem pole at running back. You just can't. I thought Traylon Burks, one jet sweep, Logan Woodside underthrew him when he was wide open for a touchdown in the end zone. Or maybe not wide open, but I think Burks could have brought it down with a proper throw. But of course, I, Burks was kind of non-existent. Um, they didn't do enough to get him manufactured touches. A.J. Moore, while he showed some physicality, stopping in the run early. Missed some tackles. Not good in coverage. Got juked out of his shoe, uh, shoes by Isaiah Likely, the rookie tight end, who I liked pre-draft. He can't block a lick, but I do like Isaiah Likely. Haskins, Daniel, this is the first one we disagree about. Haskins did well catching the ball out of the backfield. I just think they didn't want to run him too much. So, um, really a big tighten down for me are the linebackers. Joe Jones. Chance Campbell. Jack Gibbons. Not a good day. And especially... Justin Lawler. Lawler was awful setting the edge in run defense. Just got blown up the whole time. The Ravens ran the ball for their first touchdown. Multiple outside runs going out Justin Lawler. He could not set the edge. He was getting blown off the ball. Joe Jones was getting hemmed inside on outside runs. The Ravens were just pulling guys to the perimeter, knowing that their outside guys could blow Lawler and Jones and him them in, and their pullers would have free reign on defensive backs. And the defensive backs actually played with some physicality to stop some of those runs. Guys like Theo Jackson. Guys like Chris Jackson did play with physicality, but Chris Jackson's my next Titan down. The guy just can't cover a traffic cone. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, he works hard. Yeah, he's willing to be physical. He'll get off blocks and attack the line of scrimmage and run defense. He'll play hard on special teams. But the guy can't. The guy simply can't cover. I see some people in the chat saying thoughts on Roquan Smith. Guys, the tight one, you don't pay heavy money for inside linebackers in today's NFL. You simply don't. Yeah, Lawler also got the holding call on the big kickoff return. Lawler was awful. Uh... Look, the Titans don't need Roquan Smith. He's going to be too expensive. They have Cunningham. They have David Long. They need depth at linebacker right now. I think the linebackers outside and inside really need depth. Titans are thin there. 
Um, but I mean, for me, either way, Lawler, Jones, Campbell, Gibbons, a terrible night, in my opinion. Uh, Christian Deloro, I, I've been kind of pumping him up a little bit. Can't cover a mattress. Yeah, Chris Jackson, just so bad. He got hurt, so I feel bad, but he's had like two or three good performances in his entire career, and every other performance has been god-awful. Christian Deloro didn't think was very good tonight at left tackle. Um, Tommy Hudson, hurt again. You feel bad for the guy, but at some point, I mean, what are you going to do? The guy just cannot stay healthy. Some people's bodies just can't hold up for NFL football. They just can't, it, it, you know? H Hudson looks like he could be just as good as Jeff Swaim. Chickaconquo, I don't have him tighten up or tighten down. He just kind of didn't do much, but I don't think it was his fault either. Uh, yeah, so a, a tighten down for Hudson. Uh, tighten down for Mike Vrabel on putting Malik in for one play in the second half. He gets a sweet long run, and then he takes him out and puts Woodside in. What is that? Why even put him in for one play if that's what you're going to do? Yeah, and a tighten down overall for the offensive line. Other than that stint where I said the second version of the offensive line with MPF at right tackle, other than that, which resulted in the in the, the scoring drives in the second quarter, other than that version of the offensive line, I thought the offensive line wasn't very good. So a major tighten down for the offensive line and a tighten down for the linebackers. That's, that's my big tighten downs there. But that's going to do it for tighten up and tighten down. A long extended tighten up and tighten down because we're having so much fun. What I want to talk about next is who's going to get cut now. The Titans have to cut five people and go down from 90 to 85 for next week for joint practices against the Buccaneers and then the preseason game against the Buccaneers on Saturday night. Who is most likely to be the, the next five guys cut? We're going to talk about that and just kind of put a bow on today's game recap. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Make sure that you make the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Locked On Titans, your team every day. Titans fans, thanks again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, check out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Guys, you get an intellectual fantasy expert in Vinny Iyer who's been covering the NFL for over 20 years. He's going to give you a unique angle that no one else is going to be able to give you. you got to get ready for your fantasy drafts. And just so you guys know, the return of the Locked On Titans Fantasy Football League is coming. I am going to be having a 12-person Fantasy Football League just for my listeners. The winner of the league gets to come on the show for one episode during the offseason. Make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast so you hear when I announce the details for how to enter. But we got to talk about who's going to be cut next and what's coming up next week. So for me, I'm looking at positions where the Titans have a little bit too much depth and guys who I just don't think are going to make enough of an impact. Yeah, social misfits. Number 49 tight end is definitely cut. You're right. That's Thomas Odekoye. Uh, So let's do this. Number one, it's going to be one person between Hayden Howerton and Xavier Newman. 
Those guys didn't play very well. Numbers, they're both interior offensive linemen. They're going to keep one of them just for numbers purposes, but one of them is going to be cut. I couldn't tell you. I don't think either of them played very well. Next, there are too many wide receivers. The Titans don't need as many wide receivers as they have. Brandon Lewis, sorry, man. It it seems like it's time to go. Uh, Andrew Ripsich on the offensive line. Again, the Titans just have too many offensive linemen. And as we get further into the preseason here, the Titans are going to need to get more reps for their real starters on the offensive line, which takes away opportunities for the backup offensive linemen. There's less need for that many bodies. So I think ultimately two offensive linemen do get cut. It's going to be one of Howerton and Newman and then probably Rupsich. Um, then after, so Brandon uh, Lewis at wide receiver, Andrew Rupsich at offensive line, one of Howerton and Newman at offensive line. Then, yes, the tight end, Thomas Odekoye. Yeah, he's he's just not fit for the NFL right now. I hope he gets better, but yeah, just just not just not there. Uh, also, um, Sam Okwenanu, the defensive tackle. Sorry, I'm I just don't see him as an NFL player. Um, and then finally, Terrell Bonds, the cornerback, brought in late into camp. I thought he was awful tonight. I didn't even put him in the Titan Downs because. I mean, he's not going to be around very long. So, Terrell Bonds. So, wrap that up. Terrell Bonds at cornerback. Sam uh, Okwenonu at defensive tackle. Thomas uh, Odukoye at tight end. Andrew Ripsich at offensive line. And then one. And then Brandon Lewis. That's that's five right there who I would cut. But I also think one of Howerton and Newman is probably going to get cut. So, could be. I gave you six or seven options there. Five of those guys I don't think are going to make it past the cuts down to 85. Um, last few things here that uh, I, I want to hit on is the Titans next week. Joint practices against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No Tom Brady, which is unfortunate because, you know, iron sharpens iron, all that stuff. You want you want the Titans to be able to go up against Brady. It's only going to make them better. But either way, the Buccaneers have a very good roster. And... Um, I think it's still going to be good practice for the Titans. And one thing you guys got to realize is joint practices are often more impactful in terms of getting ready for the season than the preseason games themselves. So look forward to that. But uh, hopefully the Titans could get like Elijah Molden, Monty Rice, Amani Hooker, Roger McCreary back in the fold here. Would like to see them get back on the practice field at some point. Uh, starting to get a little concerned about Elijah Molden and McCreary didn't practice the last practice and then didn't play. Um, so you hope that that he's up to stuff because obviously they're going to rely on him quite a bit. But man, it felt so good to have Titans football back in our lives. That's going to do it for me tonight, though, guys. A lot of you guys watching, a lot of you guys listening. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for another season. Again, free Monday through Friday, daily Tennessee Titans content on all platforms, your team every day. Make sure you subscribe. Appreciate all you guys. Tighten up. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.